Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News, where there's so much extraordinary news today, and some of it is occurring right at our southern border, where another contingent of Republican lawmakers have come back with extraordinary, harrowing stories of what's going on. Children packed side by side by side without COVID protections, without COVID testing, in in rooms that weren't designed to hold a, a quarter or an eighth of what they're holding. Uh, Customs and Border Patrol officers pleading to go back to the policies of the Donald Trump era and uh, security threats uh, uh, becoming more and more apparent with uh, the uh, arrest of terrorists, the arrest of gun runners, the arrest of sex traffickers and human traffickers. And we've brought lots of people on the show to remind people that the border is not just about humanitarian crisis. It is a security crisis. And we have an amazing guest today, uh, first-term Congresswoman Nicole Meliotakis from the great state of New York, from Staten Island, Brooklyn, two of my favorite places when I grew up in uh, the tri-state area years ago. Uh, The Congresswoman just came back with um, the House Minority Whip, uh, Steve Scalise, who's been on the show, and many other lawmakers. And what she has witnessed, what she has described is really remarkable. It is important news, and so we're going to bring her on the show today because we want you to hear firsthand not only what she witnessed, but what the Customs and Border Patrol, what the Immigration and Customs Enforcement agents and leadership were telling her they need. They're pleading for help. They're pleading for pressure to get um, Joe Biden to reverse these policies and alleviate what is both a security and humanitarian crisis, and the Congresswoman is going to give us a firsthand account Fresh back from her trip, uh, she's got some very cogent things to uh, say. We also want to ask her about her own home state's idea of giving $15,000 payments to illegal immigrants. A lot of people are talking about that idea. Uh, the Congresswoman's had a lot of sharp words for that idea. Uh, and um, well, also, I think we should also ask her, because I think it's so important, why is New York bleeding so many residents in Uh, citizens. So many people, particularly the wealthier taxpayers, are fleeing New York because they're tired of the extraordinary budget uh, burdens put on taxpayers to fund a lot of the liberal ideas that the Cuomo administration, the de Blasio administration, other are funding, like $15,000 payments to people who illegally 
entered this country. We're going to ask her about that as well. Really important stuff. So you want to stay tuned for that. Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis joining us in just a few minutes. Um, we'll really want to see uh, uh, what we can. I, I'm sure we're going to get some big news out of that. Now, uh, this morning, we've had a couple of really good stories at Just the News. My colleagues are doing great work. I'm so proud of them. We, we're breaking things out of the military, breaking things out of the Congress and the White House. And uh, one of my favorite stories this morning came from our great congressional correspondent, Nick Ballacy. We've had him on the show. Great reporter. He has a unique eye to find things that others are missing. The secrets buried in congressional bills or the secrets involved in federal programs. And this morning, my gosh, does he have a good one. He discovered through reporting and actually through interviewing people like um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the congresswoman from New York, Chuck Schumer, the majority leader, Democratic leader of the Senate, that there is a FEMA program designed to help defray the cost of, of funerals for people who died in the COVID pandemic. It's a program that's been funded. It's one of those things that our government's trying to do to help out those who were victims. But here is the racket. The According to the two lawmakers he talked to yesterday, this program is going to allow people who think, who think their loved ones may, not guaranteed to have, but may have died from COVID, to alter their death certificates and qualify themselves for the $9,000 uh, payment. Basically go back and change a public record and say, listen, we didn't test my aunt, my uncle, my father, my mother, my brother, my friend, but we're just gonna say, yeah, we think they had COVID because we want that $9,000. What a racket. And guess what? According to the reporting Nick has done, uh, illegal immigrants will be among those uh, if they die from COVID, that will be eligible for the $9,000 funeral reimbursement. Uh, remarkable reporting by Nick, something hidden, concocted by the bureaucracy, by the Congress to give more of your tax dollars away to people who we don't even have proof died of COVID. They didn't do the test, whatever. Uh, basically, you can say, I think my loved one had COVID, so therefore I should get a payment. And you can go back and change the death certificate according to this reporting uh, if anyone's not concerned about that, let me know. If you are concerned about that, check out this story. It's a top uh, justthenews.com. Well done article by my good colleague, Nick Ballacy, who's often breaking some great stories. Uh, another one uh, from uh, another one of our, like our, one of our newest reporters who joined us. He's on the investigative team with me. I'm a huge fan of his early reporting. Greg Piper's joined us. He's doing a lot of great work in the cancer culture space. Uh, some of the insanities that are going on on college campuses. Just last week, we got the University of Nevada, Reno, to reverse a policy that its housing director had made that declared that there were a couple of uh, living communities, I used to call them dorms, but apparently they call them living communities in colleges today, uh, that were uh, identity specific, meaning black or Hispanic or uh, whatever. And the uh, initial indication from the housing director at this place was that whites would not be able to, or non-blacks would not be able to go to the black living community or the Hispanic living community. Uh, as a result of our reporting, as a result of Greg's reporting, the university was forced to uh, uh, reverse that. They said the official misspoke. I don't think he misspoke. We haven't accurately quoted, but they changed the policy nonetheless. That's the sort of reporting that Greg Bird is doing. And today, 
there's a very important uh, new development down in Georgia, a place that we're watching closely with the elections. And uh, Greg reports that the Georgia Ethics Commission has confirmed to him that it has an ongoing probe of potential illegal campaign activities. That's the word, potential illegal campaign activities by a voter mobilization group, a get-out-the-vote group that was formerly run and founded by Yep, you got it, Stacey Abrams, the, the the number one figure on the Democratic side of Georgia uh, who was involved in the 2020 election and earlier elections. There's an ongoing investigation, according to the Ethics Commission, of the new Georgia project, which has been so closely aligned with Stacey Abrams. She left that group uh, a while ago, but you know clearly it, it continues to carry her imperator and was involved in her network of groups that got out the vote, the absentee vote that is so controversial in Georgia this past election. Uh, but one of the more interesting things that we learn in this report from uh, Greg is that the group is fighting subpoenas. They do not want to give up documents. They're withholding documents and fighting subpoenas. Um, if you have nothing to hide, you would think that this would not be a problem to show your cards and uh, own up to what went on and allow the ethics commission to look at it. They're playing keep away according to the commission. And as a result, well, there's a battle going on and uh, we're going to stay on top of this with FOIAs with um, reporting and uh, ground reporting. But uh, Stacey Abrams network of NGO, non-governmental organizations, nonprofits uh, were really influential uh, and uh, she deserves a lot of credit for putting this system together in Georgia that helped Democrats win. Now the question is, was this system legal? What, were the groups acting lawfully? Were they engaged in the proper activities? Uh, the Georgia Ethics Commission is trying to find out, uh, and they're not getting the sort of cooperation they had hoped to get. So really important story from my great colleague, uh, Greg, who's, who's doing some really amazing frontline work. Check out that story. It's also on top justthenews.com. All right, we're going to go to that commercial break like we always like to do. We love our sponsors and advertisers. If you hear something from them that uh, uh, you like, a service, a product, and there's so many good ones, uh, by all means, please support them because supporting them means you're supporting us. We can't put this show on. Uh, we can't run Just the News without the gracious support of our advertisers and sponsors. We're so grateful. The Home Title Locks, the Paint Your Life, the Kansas City Sakes, the Ancestry.com, so many different uh, important players that, that support this show and support our website. Please let them know you love them because you love us. That'd be a great way to, to further our great reporting here at Just the News and John Solomon Reports. All right, let's take that commercial break. Hear from our great sponsors, advertisers. When we come back, Congresswoman Nicole Meliotakis, live here on John Solomon Reports. We're going to get a firsthand account of what's been happening at the Southwest border. Back after this. History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's 
online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free. You don't get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and its Decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and Its Decline, with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free and it's easy to get started and it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, somebody who just came back from the southern border and knows exactly what the humanitarian crisis, the security crisis is there. And uh, we're welcoming to the show for the first time, Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis. Welcome, uh, Congresswoman. Great to have you on the show. Thank you. Great to be with you. Appreciate your interest in this issue. Definitely an important one for the country. It is. I mean, if you go back just a few months ago, we had a very quiet, stable border with a border wall and and low numbers of illegal immigrants crossing uh, the border. And now we're in this incredible crisis. Tell us what you saw firsthand. Your descriptions were remarkable. I saw them on Twitter, saw them on TV. What, What did you see firsthand down there? So, I mean, I think there's a misconception and people feel that, you know, the president announced that our borders were open and that people are just coming over uh, on their own. And uh, really what's happening is there's a uh, criminal operation being run by the smugglers and the cartels. Uh, and what we saw were uh, basically the results of that, the consequences of that. Um, it, it was very scary to think that the cartels have really taken control over our border, that CBP, our Customs and Border Patrol agents, who are remarkable, uh, they have had their hands tied by this administration. Uh, and what I did see there was, um, you know, these facilities in which they are processing some of these asylum applications, less than 10 percent come with legitimate asylum claims. Uh, Donna facility, which is one of the holding facilities where they have children, many unaccompanied, uh, without their parents. They're, they're very upset. There are many crying. Uh, they don't know why they're there. They don't know, you know where their families are. Very wow. sad situation. Uh, but the reality is, is that this whole thing could have been avoided if President uh, Biden had just kept in place. The, the, the policies put in place by the Trump administration, uh, we have seen in, in a rapid increase to 175,000 individuals that have crossed illegally wow. uh, in the month of March. And the issue is they're not just coming from Central American countries. They're coming from over 60 countries around the world, by the way. We're represented at the Donna facility that we visited. Uh, but the issue really becomes a national security crisis when you realize that the the smugglers and the cartels have created this migration to divert CBP attention uh, and and then commit all the nefarious acts through the open, porous part of our border. And so, you know, what, some of the units, one of the units that we visited, you know, they alone, as one unit, uh, were able to intercept, uh, you know, 20 AK-47s and uh, they were able to intercept thousands of cocaine, uh, thousands of pounds of cocaine, of heroin, fentanyl, uh, meth. Uh, they have identified uh, 
shacks that were set up in the United States of America where they had uh, individuals who were being trafficked uh, and then sold into sex trafficking mm. or involuntary servitude. There's a lot of bad things that are happening as a result of this. And because – and those were just the ones they were able to identify. Because remember, they are now short-staffed. They're being assigned to process paperwork. They're being assigned to take care of the kids at the facility, to oversee these facilities. And um, so they're being taken away from their actual job, which is patrolling our border. And um, this is a major, major problem, very, very concerning. And it should be concerned everyone across this country because it's, you know, it's a national security public safety issue. It's also a humanitarian crisis when you see these uh, children uh, you know, sleeping on top of each other. I mean, a facility that was meant for 250, capacity of 250, they have 4,000 individuals. Wow. Okay. Um, and, and they're not screening for COVID. HHS does that when they're about to leave the facility, which could be like a month later. And uh, the other issue then is the, the cost to the American taxpayer who are footing the bill for all of it. Uh, and, and the fact that the, the, the bad guys, the cartels, they're making half a, half a billion dollars a month doing this uh, and that our country is just uh, sitting by and allowing this to take place. We, we cannot we have to get the president and the vice president to the border to see what we saw and hear what we heard. Those who want to add their name and push this should go to closebidensborders.com. I set up a website. I want Americans to add their name to closebidensborders.com to send a message that American people don't support what he's doing and they want him to take action immediately to reverse those policies that he put in place on January 20th. Wow. I didn't know about that website. That's pretty interesting. Closebidensborders.com. I have that right? Yeah. Biden's Borders. Biden's Borders. There. All right. We'll have <laughs> Close to... Biden's Borders. Uh, if you want Thank your voice, you. or there's a there's a place to go, folks. That's a great idea. Uh, when you talk to the frontline enforcement people, the CPB, the ICE folks that were, who you were with, wh what are they seeing as the greatest threats, and what do they need? When when you ask them, you know, what would be the ideal situation to get this under control? What are they telling you? Well, first and foremost, they do want the policies reversed. They 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 said that this was a preventable crisis. Uh, the policies that were put in place by President Trump were working, and they want President Biden to reverse it. Second thing that they suggested was, you know, if we put a court uh, facility at the border where those asylum claims can be heard quicker, uh, it would um, ease, ease a lot of things. Because individuals who are released into the country and are given a court date, many of them don't show up. And right. the reason for that is less than 10% end up wind. having a legitimate asylum claim. So uh, there's multiple things that need to be done. I, I would say first and foremost, reverse the policies, reinstate cooperation with Guatemala, Honduras, and Mexico in terms of uh, individuals remaining in Central America as they await their court dates. Uh, so that's the second thing. And then adjudication, making it quicker, and that would be having the court at the southern border so they could hear those claims quicker. Uh, I, I think the cost uh, of housing individuals uh, and putting people in hotels, which is what they're currently doing, uh, you know, if you just if you just heard these claims quicker, uh, it would be it would be a lot better, I think, for everyone involved. Makes a lot of sense, common sense, and more efficient. Um, when you look out, I, I I I heard you say this, and I think it's really important. Normally, when we have a crisis in America, there's a hurricane, there's a tornado, a devastating tornado, a bad shooting. The president, the vice president, will go out to comfort the community, go down and inspect firsthand what's going on. But you're pretty disappointed that neither. Vice President Kamala Harris or President Joe Biden have made an effort to go down there and see what what crisis they've created. Uh, do people down there feel they're being neglected? Uh, the, the the residents, the 
workers, the mayors, uh, the CPB workers by not getting a visit from uh, the top two people in this country? No, absolutely. Uh, look, the, the Customs and Border Patrol, they, they, they're begging for help. They are begging for help, and, and, and they, they want us to get the message out there, and this is why I've been doing so many interviews since I returned, because we need to get this message out there. There have been enough members of Congress now, bipartisan, that have visited the border uh, in which we are highlighting the humanitarian crisis, the national security issue, uh, as well as the, the cost of the American taxpayer, which is completely unsustainable, um, because it needs to be reversed. And I know that if the vice president were, go to, were to go down there, which she absolutely should, she should have been there weeks ago when she was yeah, first she's appointed in charge of this. Yeah. Uh, head of the problem. <laughs> you know, the fact that she hasn't gone, gone there speaks volumes. I mean, she was in a bakery in Chicago, uh, you know, eating cookies when, 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 meanwhile, you have this devastation occurring at the southern border. And it's, it's really unconscionable. It's irresponsible. She needs to get down there as soon as possible. And I know that if she makes the trip and she sees what, she, what we saw, here's what we heard, that they will reverse some of the policies that they've put in place. Because uh, anyone who has a heart, Anyone who has a brain will go down there and see. And I know that both of them will be logical about this. I, 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 I have faith in that. Yeah, there's nothing like firsthand witness to see what a crisis looks like. You, you can see it on television. You can hear people talk about it. But when you see it with your own eyes, you hear it, you listen, uh, you, 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 uh, you interpret it and you absorb it in a way that you can't do from afar. When, um, when you look at the facilities where these uh, children and, and uh, migrants and others are being held, uh, none of the COVID protections that we're told to apply by six foot uh, distance masking, uh, none of that is present there. Are you worried about the potential of a COVID outbreak in one of these facilities, just given how much humanity we've crushed into a small space? Well, absolutely. Uh, individuals there have displayed symptoms. They've they would have a fever or they'd have some of the symptoms, but they're they're not being tested or isolated, and that is a major concern. Um, but but also think about this: the hypocrisy that. The northern border, and I'm from New York, and the New York, you know, Canada border right. is closed for non-essential travel right now because of COVID. Meanwhile, they have a, a flow of individuals coming from the southern border with some displaying the symptoms of COVID, and nothing's being done about it, and they're being jammed in these facilities. Again, 250 uh, capacity, there's 4,000 individuals. So it's very dangerous, and, 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 and many are just being released back onto the streets um, where they can go you know, spread COVID, unfortunately. And, that, and that, is, uh, that should be a concern to everyone as well, but just really highlights the hypocrisy. And just, and just to give the, the magnitude, or, or just like, you, like you said, unless you went and saw it for yourself, it's, it's pretty difficult to kind of grasp, although you do see some images on television. You know, we're talking about 175,000 individuals in the month of March, which is a 15-year high, mm. okay? So no one could say that this was a, a something that President Trump or even the pre-Obama yeah. created. Right. This is simply a Joe Biden-created crisis, number one. Uh, but to put that into perspective for you, we're talking about a million people by, by mid-July that have crossed over illegally this year alone. Uh, that is more people than reside in Joe Biden's home state of Delaware or the vice president's uh, home city of San Francisco. This is a massive amount of individuals who are crossing, and now the American taxpayer is uh, paying 
for all the expenses related to the processing, to the housing, to the education, to the health care, to the immediate needs of these individuals. So it is a tremendous burden on the taxpayer. So I would highlight that, but I would say, you know, so from all angles, there are no winners here. It's a humanitarian crisis, a public safety crisis, CBPs are being overrun. And taxpayers are paying for it. Uh, the only winners here are the cartels who are making about a half a billion dollars running this criminal enterprise. It's, uh, it's just extraordinary. And it, it just defies the common sense that, you know, Americans are so used to expecting from from their leaders. And, and uh, you know, the, the solutions are waiting right there for them. Are you heartened at all by the announcements in the last 48 hours that there's going to be some downstream enforcement among our allies in Mexico and Latin America to try to slow the flow. Does that help at all? I mean, obviously it didn't solve the current crisis, but uh, any, any sense that that might help ease down the road, some of the uh, crush of people that are coming across the border? Well, it, it does appear that uh, what we've been able to expose since this trip on Thursday has caught the attention of the administration officials. We yeah, feel it's a resignation sure. of the uh, borders are. And then um, in addition to that, we did hear this announcement. Uh, I, I'm taking a wait-and-see approach to this. I'm going to continue to advocate. I think it's important that we do cooperate once again with the Central American nations. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I, I, think, I, think that it, I think that we're going to see things changing because they have to change. Uh, but we are having a hearing. I'm a, a member of the Foreign Affairs Committee. Right. So we are having a hearing tomorrow, which is great, because it was a bipartisan hearing that the chairman called to talk about some of the issues with the migration. So I, I, I think this is a, a step in the right direction. I'm going to continue to highlight and advocate and push for common sense policies. Uh, look, we, we have to deal with immigration. Uh, we should be doing it in a bipartisan fashion. We do need to modernize, streamline our system, but we need to enforce our laws. We need to implement visa entry exit tracking system. We need to implement E-Verify. We need to secure the border. We need to stop the stem uh, send the flow of the illegal immigration uh, before we can actually address immigration as a whole. What Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi had introduced was amnesty. It was a radical bill that protected individuals who even committed crimes in this country. You know, that goes too far for Republicans, and, and, and we want common-sense policies. Uh, we should have a process for citizenship, uh, but people have to wait online. No amnesty. Uh, you know, my, my parents are immigrants. Uh, my mom came from Cuba. She was a refugee. And what I tell people is that, you know, there was a process in place. It was order. What I saw at the border was complete disorder, chaos. And so I, I think that, you know, if we address those issues first, we can have a serious discussion about immigration if everyone actually wants to address the issue, right? Because yeah. I know that sometimes, unfortunately, in politics, they want to use it as a political issue, and that's wrong. These are people's lives that we're dealing with. So I think that there's a solution here, but it's got to be um, – you know, compromise, and, and we have to deal with the immigration, uh, the, the illegal migrant flowing uh, over the border now. We have to address the cartels, and, and we have to power our agencies to be able to go after them. And then we need to deal with uh, the immigration issue to modernize and streamline that system, but not amnesty and not protecting individuals who are committing crime. Makes uh, It makes a lot of sense, and I know a lot of people listening uh, feel that way. I just want to take it one more place and bring this a little closer to home in New York, where, if I'm reading correctly, there are $15,000 payments being set aside for illegal immigrants who may have lost their job during COVID. Uh, you, you've been talking about the taxpayer being one of the many victims of this um, a lawless policy. Uh, what is that? Uh, what do you see when you look at your own homes, uh, hometown uh, providing uh, payments to illegal immigrants? It's absolutely outrageous. And uh, this is one of the issues that I brought up during 
the COVID relief package and why I could not support that package at the end of the day. No accountability for cities and states was just one part of this whole, the problem with that package. Aside from that, it was a trillion dollars left unspent for the previous packages. It, It did all sorts of things that were unrelated to COVID. But one of the big things I brought up was the need for the mayor and the governor uh, to respect the taxpayers, if they were going to get this aid to not raise taxes. And I said that they were going to try to eat their cake and uh, have their cake and eat it, too, which is exactly what they ended up doing. And for some reason, uh, you know, the Democrats would not require them to freeze taxes or or allow them to lower taxes. So what they did instead was they raised taxes. And so uh, not only did they raise taxes, but then they're spending it so frivolously. If you are an individual who is single and you earn $80,000, you get no stimulus check. But if you are here illegally now in the state of New York, you will get a uh, payout. You will get unemployment. Uh, and this is coming to the tunes of about two, two to three billion dollars to the American New York taxpayer. And wow. so uh, I, I have real grave concerns about this. It's inappropriate use of taxpayer money. Uh, we want accountability. We're going we're to try to get some answers regarding this. Um, but it just goes to show you how cities and states with their sanctuary policies, New York also provides free college for those who are in the country illegally. All of these policies just further incentivizes the, the migration. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, we want to have, we, we are a generous nation. We are the most generous nation in the world. We welcome immigrants, including my own parents. Uh, but we have to have a process. We need to have order and we need to ensure that um, individuals are following the laws. And, 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 and we can't incentivize those who are doing it the wrong way and those who have broken the law, and those who are even, in some cases, have committed crimes in this country yeah. or, or sex offenses have been previously yeah. deported and are re-entering our border. It's it's absolutely crazy. I noticed one last question. I, uh, the, the, the great flight that's going out of New York, you're seeing a lot of people exodus New York because of the tax issue and, and uh, these things. Is New York, uh, at what point does the flight of taxpayers, the flight of citizens out of the state start to catch the attention of those who are creating policies, driving them out of the state? You know, I've, been, I've been talking about this for, for you years because I was a rep before of being elected to Congress this year. And, and the issue really is uh, that the, the under one party Democratic rule in New York, there's a complete disregard for the taxpayer. They think there's a bottomless pit or there's a tree that grows money somewhere. Um, and, and they don't understand that <laughs> taxpayers are not ATMs. And what they right. don't understand is that if you tax the wealthy and they leave, it's the middle class that's left holding the bag. Yeah. And that is exactly what we're seeing. Unsustainable amounts of spending from Mayor de Blasio, from Governor Cuomo, uh, and, and, and this, the state budget that they just passed, over $200 billion, it's, it's the most expensive state budget outside of California, and California has twice as many residents, but we're very close in the spending, twice as much spending than the state of Florida uh, that has 3 million more residents. So it's unsustainable, and I, I keep sounding the alarm, but as long as they continue to, to uh, you know, spend like drunken sailors, and uh, uh, no offense to any of the sailors listening, um, <laughs> I, I, we're going to have a major issue. I, I'm hoping that we elect someone uh, next year for governor, that will be more respectful of the taxpayers and be more fiscally responsible. Yeah. And we got to get back to the basics on, on what government's supposed to be doing. Such Spending a great money point. on uh, things that, you know, <laughs> actual things that people expect, like public safety and education and 
making sure that you can get to work, if there's transportation, that the traffic flows. These are the things that our government, local government, should be spending money on. But instead, they go in all sorts of different areas, as the as the $2 million you just mentioned that will go to people who are not citizens of this country. Um, and and it's, it's, a, it's, it's becoming um, ridiculous, quite frankly. And that is why we have seen the population loss. Uh, I'm here in New York, and I'm going to keep fighting and try to uh, advocate for common sense policies, but uh, you know I'm, I'm outnumbered certainly. Uh, but we're going to continue to fight. I'm the only Republican that represents New York City in the federal level yeah. uh, right now, and so um, you know, pretty I'm, remarkable. I'm, I'm, but, but it's important that there's a counterbalance and at least some viewpoint, alternative viewpoint to what Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is spewing. So <laughs> she does get a lot of attention, doesn't she? Well, we're we're so grateful uh, you're, that your voice is not only being heard in New York but all across the country. What you did at the border is so important, giving us witness to what's really going on there. And Congresswoman, I can't wait to get you back on the show. I want to thank you for spending so much time and making us a lot smarter about what's going on around the world. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. And again, everyone should go and sign up at closedbidensborders.com. Let your voice be heard. All right, guys. That's a good idea. There you go. We're going to put that URL up inside the story today. So thank you, Congresswoman. Thank you. Take care. You too. All right, folks. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back and wrap things up for the day. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now, get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening and downloading, sharing the word. Uh, I think the Congresswoman really gave us 
sort of firsthand account. We can't get, particularly not from the mainstream news media, which office is suppressing uh, or distorting what's going on at the border. But here's a person who took the time to go down there, something President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris have not done yet. But she went down there. She saw it firsthand. She's reporting what she saw. Children in a humanitarian crisis packed in the midst of the COVID pandemic in tight quarters, not being tested until they leave the facilities, which creates, as she said, the potential for a rapid spread of the virus in a, in a bad scenario uh, and so many other things. Uh, really important to hear what the Congresswoman said that the CPB and ICE agents, officials, leaders are saying. They want the Trump policies restored, according to this Congresswoman. She knows because she talked to them. It's consistent with what Mark Morgan, the former CPP director uh, or commissioner, told us on this show recently, what uh, the sheriff uh, from uh, Arizona told us. We've had many important border voices. Ron Johnson heard the same thing when he went down as a senator to the border. Lots going on. Uh, it's so good to be able to get a firsthand account. That's why we do this podcast, why we have justthenews.com. Now, before you go, I just want to shout out one of my uh, one of the great sponsors and supporters of this program because they've got a great product, Home Title Lock. Uh, it sounds like a fun name until you realize that what it really is is a very important protection. You just heard about the Facebook breach not that long ago of all the identity information that may have been stolen by hackers and shared across the internet. You may be in that group. Well, this home title theft trend is real. And it's scary because it only takes one time for a cyber thief to get a hold of your personal information, forge your signature, uh, do a quit claim deed, get your home, take ownership of your home on paper, and then either run up a debt that you're going to be responsible for or try to sell the house from underneath you. This is scary stuff. And in the aftermath of the Facebook breach, even more scarier because there's so much personal information out there by so, about so many Americans. So. You want to put a stop to this? You want to say, hey, no more. We're not doing this anymore. I'm protecting my most valuable asset, my home. You can do what I did. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. You register your address, your home address. See if you're a victim already. If you're not, whew, you're in great shape. But sign up then for a 30-free-day trial of this uh, protection capability that uh, Home Title Lock offers. It is risk-free. Uh, you can check it out. You can always cancel if you don't like it. I think it's an amazing offer. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code R-A-D-I-O, radio, because you heard for, heard us on this show. And um, check out this great protection program. Also, just check out and find out if someone's already tried to pull a swindle on your most important asset, your home, the home you own. All right, folks, that wraps it up for another day. Thank you. God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. Until then. Have a good night. If you need that news fix, you know where to go. Justthenews.com. We got you covered 24-7. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So 
you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 98 98 right now. 